Hello and welcome back for episode 21 of the Newbie Dentist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Omid Azami. And in this episode, I'm with my good friend, Dr. Rahul Shah, who is an excellent young dentist practicing in Toronto, Canada. In this episode, we nerd out on a lot of dental topics, so I hope you guys do enjoy it. We talk about his journey from you know qualifying as a dentist over in India and coming to Canada and getting requalified at the University of Western Ontario. And we talk about a lot of other cool topics, so I hope you guys do enjoy this episode. In terms of some podcast housekeeping, I just want to thank everyone for their continued support and referring this to their friends and colleagues and classmates. Uh, the download numbers have been continually growing and are quite strong, and I'm really happy with that. We've been downloaded in 48 countries around the world now. Shout out to whoever downloaded this podcast in Uganda. I do hope you guys enjoy this episode, and I'll be back with more episodes in the next couple of days, uh, and we'll just jump right in. Welcome to the Newbie Dentist Podcast, the safe place for newbie dentists to connect, collaborate, learn, and grow. The Newbie Dentist Podcast aims to provide high-quality and high-value content for all the newbie dentists out there. With your host, Dr. Omid Azami. Hello and welcome back for another episode of the Newbie Dentist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Omid Azami, and I'm excited to be here with uh, my good friend, Dr. Rahul Shah, uh, a fellow local dentist here in Toronto. Uh, we met over Instagram and uh, it's been great. Uh, you know, we've had a few dinners together and we've met and we've talked a lot of dentistry and I, I took some convincing, but I finally got him to come on the show and, and spread his knowledge. He's a very uh, purist, a dental purist, I like to say, and he likes his dentistry, loves his dentistry. And uh, he's definitely made me a better dentist over a few conversations that we've had. Uh, so I'm excited to have him on and so we can spread that knowledge for the rest of you guys so you can also learn from him. Uh, so Rahul, how are you doing today? Not too bad, man. Thanks for having me, man. I, I still don't know why I'm here, but <laughs> it, it's, it's all good. Um, no, so uh, yeah, it, first of all, before we start, it's, it's like you're, you're doing an amazing job with uh, hosting Thank this you. podcast and kind of kind of being the brainchild of this podcast. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing, dude. Thank like, you. I really appreciate it. And like, honestly, like last week or two weeks, like when you, uh, when you put on, um, Bruce Freeman's podcast, it yeah. was like, that guy was dropping so much knowledge. Yeah. Man, he's like, good. It, that episode has been so amazing. popular. That dude, episode was it, super popular. Honestly, like that, that was one of the, the charts downloads or whatever but. yeah he's been great and he's been uh bruce did a great job he campaigned it pretty hard so <laughs> he got the message yeah. out there awesome no, but, yeah so. so i wanted to touch on a few things with you okay. um a few topics um at the start and then i kind of just want to uh like nerd out a little bit and talk some dentistry yeah. afterwards yeah, sure. um so obviously you've had a pretty cool journey like thus far like in your you know early career um from you know from my understanding of you know our conversations is uh, obviously you graduate uh with your uh, BDS over in India, and then you came over to Canada um, and did the sort of uh, equivalency process, like doing the two years yeah. um, at uh, University of Western here in, in uh, London, Ontario. Um, so I just want to talk about that journey a little bit initially. Um, just so I know there's, I mean, we have some listeners outside of Canada, and and you know, with we're in a, such a globalized area, like even myself, I'm moving to Australia now, so a lot of dentists are mobile, we're moving around, and it's a pretty cool profession in that sense that we can have some of that. Uh, flexibility and yeah. and with some obviously not easily but with some work we can sort of work in other places so you made the big move over to Canada and I just want you to you know talk me through that like transition year um, what it took and then uh, what uh, your experience was when you got into dental school because obviously you're sort of put in I think 
Are you in the same clinic as like Canadian like dental students or you guys have your own separate sort of clinic at the start when you start so, at Western? So the way it works out is uh, once you're kind of selected to uh, be a part of the school and go to the school process, um, yeah. you pretty much uh, do like summer school for I think about four, three, four months, uh, get your skills up to date. Uh, they kind of go yeah. through um, uh, all the more relevant topics uh, for, for teaching and, uh, you know, the protocols for school, like, hey, you know what, uh, you guys have, when you guys transition into third year, you guys got to do this and that's how class is going to be. And it's just, it's just like kind of an orientational, pretty much extended orientation, I would say. And uh, obviously they have a couple of tests and this and that. Yeah. Um, but once you, once you kind of make, make that transition into, uh, into third year, you're with the regular students out there. So it's, it, it is a major jump for, I would say most of us It's just, it's yeah. just, um, you know, this, this is exactly what, I mean, I've learned from my, my own experience and, and people are like, you know, obviously people are coming in from different countries and they have their own little comfort uh, zones and they have their own little, uh, shells that they like to stay within. Yeah. Right. And, um, I, I just feel for some reason you, I, I, I don't think you will, learn uh as much or you will enjoy that experience of actually being in school or if you if you're not interacting with the others you know people love to be in their own little shells and in their own comfort zones and hey you know what like oh you're you're indian oh let's let's just kind of hang out forever like no it doesn't work <laughs> like that man like yeah uh, it, it, it's like get get out of there get, get to know people they probably know way more than you will ever know you know uh work on the soft skills aspect of it it's not it's not only about uh, you know getting the grade or it's not only about getting the um you, you know like your marks or whatever and, and, and getting and getting out of school and getting the degree no it's not about that piece of paper the journey's got to be like, fun yeah it's, it's it's about the journey and and learn from other people learn from learn the culture if you've kind of um move to a different country I, i'm not saying like completely forget about your old culture i like i Till we'll eat butter chicken all day, <laughs> but it, it's it, it's it, it's like, no, just, yes. yeah, it, just integrate yourself into into uh, society, man. Like it, it's it's very com comforting to be staying in your own little, uh, you know, like your your five people group, six people group. Hey, you know what? We're all in. in we're all uh, we like to be in our own little shell, and we're not gonna like you know we'll progress with uh, interacting with each other. No, it's it's not about that, but. Yeah. Um, that's what I found and that's what I learned and uh, like my, my best friends essentially are, are people from the regular batch mm -hmm. and, yeah. and uh, it must have been pretty cool because I can imagine obviously like you're stepping into like third year there so those guys are just entering clinic whereas you're already like a licensed dentist right you've had yeah. experience so yeah. are people like looking up to you or like coming over to you and be like man how are you like doing this or how are you doing that like is that cool to have that sort of interaction it is but like I I was pretty much essentially the same age as these guys, right? Like the yeah. regular batch. I was, uh, I kind of graduated in, uh, in 2010. And then when I moved to Canada, I was, uh, it was like 2011, 2012. Um, and then I was, I was kind of considered the same age group as, as these guys. And, but I would say like, just because I was more approachable or uh, just because I was, I was kind of reaching out, you know, um, yeah. Uh, with with the rest of my batch, I, I, I think I was more. I, I probably was a better person to kind of guide people and, and help them out in whatever way I could. I mean, I, obviously, I didn't have like tons of years of experience uh, from back yeah. home. Like I, I wasn't like people who were my um, 
you know, people who were, who were in my in my batch were like had like twenty years experience, and they had their own practices and their own little like you know they had their own show going and in, yeah. in their own countries, Iraq or Iran or whatever. Yeah. And then that transition, I can understand, is is harder. Insane. It's so hard, so much harder, right? Because yeah. like I don't know how many years they took to kind of get into school, and there are so many people out there who are still trying to get into school, and you know, like they have kids and like. When I moved, I yeah. had no liability. It's crazy, yeah. Dude, like that, they're like the working. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like I had no kids to take care of. I had no wife, nothing. Yeah. But I see people struggling, and they're struggling, struggling for like three, four years, and you know, it's it, it's still not happening for them, and still not kind of, and they're working Tim Hortons and trying to make ends meet, and it's yeah. it's so hard, you know. And uh, yeah. but like coming back to what you asked me, it, it, it's like yeah, like I was. I was more approachable, I would say, but um, I I would say I, I didn't have as much experience as, as these like the the other kids did. Like uh, I, I didn't I didn't come with like a ton ton more maybe normal surgery just because like if you consider India as as uh, as a whole and if you consider the the dentistry I was practicing there, it's it, it was all symptom based, right? Like yeah. it was it was only like hey, you know what. My tooth hurts. Take it out. That's it, you know. And maybe in oral surgery, I was I was more proficient than than the other people. But overall, like it, it, it was a learning process every day for me as well. So yeah, I would say that that transition was was like um, it, it was it was amazing for for me. That's great. And then so when you graduated, you went and did a GPR um, at Mount Sinai. Is that yeah. right in Toronto? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Because yeah. I mean, I've I've talked to a few young uh, new grads um, in the states, and we've had this sort of debate of like you know GPR versus like uh, private practice um, or like the uh, AEGD kind of thing. So, uh, what was your experience? What was your uh, first of all? What was your like thought process of like when you graduate? Like, do I just start working in private practice, or um, do I take a year and do a like a hospital based residency? Um, like, what were you hoping to get out of it? And um, after that one year, like. What was that experience? Do you think it was worth the year that you put into it? Yeah. So, um, so the the way was, uh, I really wanted to get into residency. I wanted to get into a hospital based program. I wanted to like my kind of thought process is if I don't know everything, I don't want to do it. Like yeah. you know, I I can't like if I I need to know pretty much eighty percent to ninety percent of the procedures performed before I actually kind of get into it. And that's just the kind of person I am. That's I'm just yeah. wired like that. But um, uh, I, I would say that's the reason essentially why I applied for GPR and I was fortunate enough to get in. And uh, I would say uh, Mount Sinai is one of the most intense and uh, labor intensive, I would say, and most grueling uh, residencies out there. It's, it's, it's hard to get through. Like, you know, there are multiple, first of all, multiple personalities out there, which yeah. you gotta deal with. It's, it's just after hours clinic is, is so taxing on you and as physically, emotionally, you know, um, mentally and, and in every aspect. Right. So, um, it was, it was a great program. I learned a lot from it, It, but it was, like I said, it was, it was taxing. It was, it was tiring. It was like, you know, because you were pretty much on call every alternate day to every three or four days. And, uh, and you're working from like eight to four ish. That's, those are your, uh, hours of, regular yeah. work and then you're on call and then you're doing um like you know your pager is going off at like 12 o'clock one yeah. o'clock four <laughs> o'clock in the morning and you're running for uh you you run in the hospital and uh, you're you're pretty much uh you know there till seven eight you know because you're probably fixing a jaw fracture or you're fixing like someone's um uh, 
the problem with Toronto is uh, people love uh, cycling yeah. and, and that's awesome, you know, but some people don't realize that uh, there are uh, train tracks as well, like, you know, the street yeah, tracks. Yeah, oh, man. And then they flip that's over, a, that's you know, common like, in uh, Melbourne as well. It happens a lot. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Kind of and tracks. Like, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and these guys are like zooming past, yeah. you know, like obviously there are like dedicated cyclist mm-hmm. lanes and stuff, but um, these guys are like kind of just flipping over <laughs> their handlebars and, you know, falling on their faces. So that's essentially what we like, uh, dream planning and, and, and getting in there and, you know, like putting all these evolved teeth in and uh, splinting them and at like four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. So it's, it's a little taxing, uh, you know, and, uh, but it's a, it's a great experience. I, I would like, I would, I would do it again for sure. I would do it again. But the only thing that I learned these, like the two things, the, the two main things that I learned from, um, uh, the residency was, uh, number one is you develop thick skin. Yeah. You learn to take criticism. You learn to take feedback. Like Bruce Freeman said, like you know, it's it's insane. Like the amount, like you, if you're if you're like you know, very easily offended and like, hey, you know what, this has to be politically correctly said and this and that. (laughs) If you're kind of that that kind of person, GPR is not for you. At least at at Sinai, right? But um, and it's like you take it. If you don't take it. You, you don't take it personally. Yeah. That's it. Like, you know, you go on, you, you take it, you learn from it and you move on. Right. And the other thing that I learned, I would say is, um, uh, restraint. And that is extremely important in my practice. Like, uh, I know what my scope of practice entails yeah. and I know what, how I work and I know how comfortably I work with, um, with a certain demographic, probably, you know, uh, with some disabilities or whatever, I you understand your your scope yeah. of practice and you understand and you try safe in that, place right? to like learn like, your boundaries, right? Like, what can I do? What can't I do? Because in private practice, it's like a rough place to like learn that. It's a rough yeah. place. Yeah, it's a rough place, and and you know, like people don't uh, like people who are in the hospital are already they have some kind of medical or physical or mental compromise in some some way or the other, and if you're dealing with that. You are, I think you're ready. I think everyone should do a GPR in my own eyes. Uh, uh, I, I would say like I, this was, this was honestly the best year of my life, not because of the, like the experience that I had, uh, like in terms of, Hey, you know what? I can take out of any wisdom to any art, like however impacted it yeah. is or whatever, but it, it's just about how to deal with like uh, different demographics. And, and that's, that's extremely important. That's especially like Toronto and, uh, you know, you know, uh, downtown. Yeah, you see a lot of things. Right. <laughs> and um, so if someone's like, uh, I mean, we have some uh, Canadian uh, dental students that listen to the show. Um, what would you say the biggest pros and cons um, of like the Toronto programs? I know obviously you have some interaction with like the Sunnybrook um, and uh, the children, the sick kids uh, interns as well, mm-hmm. uh, residents, right? Yeah. Um, like the general consensus of the group, uh, what do you think some like main uh, pros and cons of like the Toronto hospital programs would be? So uh, I would say like it's it's a very labor intensive like I say uh, it's it's super labor intensive. There are the best minds out there. I'm I'm and I'm not like just saying this just because uh, I'm a grad from Sinai, but these guys like I they are currently the the people that I currently refer yeah. to. Like my like there's Christopher Lee, there's Dr. Tenenbaum, uh, Bruce Freeman. Like is it yeah. like you know these these are people that I refer to and uh, you know. Uh, it, it actually is a great place to kind of 
um, uh, you know, uh, network, yeah. you know, like get to know people and, uh, you know, probably possibly they can kind of, uh, help you out in, in a particular case, which you're stuck in or like, you know, just kind of run it by them and, and they would, they would actually help. Yeah. You know? Um, so like networking is a big thing with, uh, UFC, like any hospitals associated or affiliated with the UFC. Um, but I would say like the cons, uh, you learn a lot. Like, let's go back to the pros. You learn a lot. Like, uh, I learned wisdom teeth surgery. I learned how, like, uh, IV sedation That's kind of thing. Huge, yeah. um, I, I wasn't. I, it's huge. Yeah, like it's like twenty it's grand, thirty grand yeah. out there. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and and it's it's like free of cost. Yeah. Essentially, you know, like you learn that. Um, but um, uh, it's 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 very good in terms of how much you learn, and your learning curve is so so steep. Um, at any of these hospitals, like if you're planning going to pediatrics, for sure, man, uh, sick kids is the way to go. If you're planning to go into like cancer research, that kind of, uh, you know, managing like a terminal dentition kind of stuff, Sunnybrook is the way to go. Sinai is like pretty much everything, yeah. like, you know, like uh, jaw dislocations, jaw fractures and uh, gunshot wounds and that kind of yeah. stuff, right? So it's, um, it's very hands-on. It's very... It's it, like your learning curve after school is is exceptional. Like you know, it, you learn so much. But then cons again, same thing. Like uh, it, people have different power trips that they're on, and <laughs> yeah. you know, like people have different uh, like eat, they're in different spaces in their own yeah. heads. You know, and and you gotta kind of deal with that, and you gotta you gotta be smart about that. And if if you can, if you know. Um, how to like speak to people, talk to people, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, network with them. I think I think you're going to make a more positive year uh, versus uh, a more negative kind of outlook towards yeah. GPR. And um, so when you wrapped up that year, um, yeah. do you think, how much do you think that having done that one year of GPR like helped uh, with like securing a job and like securing like a good job, maybe that, uh, made you a little bit more, maybe like a better candidate, uh, candidate or associate than someone like coming fresh out of school uh, who doesn't have that experience or has like one year of private practice versus like a year of like GPR experience. Yeah. So I'm, I'm the, it's, it's wrong that you asked me this question because I was the exception to this <laughs> rule, right? Because I actually was moonlighting during my yeah. residency, right? Because I had to kind of make uh, like pay my rent and like living downtown yeah, is insane, expensive. right? So, um, yeah, so I had to kind of uh, uh, have like the, the day that I wasn't on call or whatever, I, I used to kind of move right at, at, at this college, uh, at, at, at College Park mm-hmm. in Young, you know, like so there, there, was, a, there was a little uh, clinic yeah. out there which is part of a bigger um, uh, branch yeah. of clinics and it, it was great like because I, like if I was on a call, I used to see about three or four patients and that kind of helped me transition my practice into that practice essentially after I graduated from my residency. So it was, it was an easy great, transition yeah. for me, but, but that, that was the only way for me. That's, that's how I kind of looked at it. You know, like uh, if I, if I wanted to kind of make that extra buck yeah. or whatever and actually transition like, Hey, you know what? This is just like an MOD two, six uh, composite, man. Like it has, n- it's, it's, it's simple yeah. stuff versus, you know, doing a, a jaw fracture, <laughs> rigid fixation at yeah, 4 a.m., yeah. you know? But so it was, it was a, it was a great transition for me. So it, it kept me kind of on my feet and uh, it helped me transition better into, uh, into practice. So I kind of created my own little clientele base uh, out of that practice once I graduated from the yeah. residency. And, then, and I still, I still see them and, and that's amazing, you know? So um, I would say like compared to someone who's, who's just out of practice, I, 
yeah, there is a learning curve. There, you will make a lot of mistakes uh, out of uh, right out of school, and not that not saying that I'm not making mistakes today, or I'm not. I didn't make mistakes right out of residency, yeah. but it's it's just a learning process. It's just essentially what you're comfortable doing every day, what you're comfortable in your practice. Maybe maybe you're not comfortable uh, right out of school uh, to do oh completely impacted means you angular create you know maybe it's not maybe it's not your thing right but uh, what if you can do uh, tons of endo what if what if you can do amazing aesthetic uh, dentistry you know but there's a learning curve to everything like school will teach you the just the basics yeah. I feel like school will give you just gear you up with just the basic necessity to kind of get out there and practice your dentistry but i know a lot of u.s schools who are like doing like 50 crowns and yeah it's crazy 150 dentures like <laughs> what are you doing guys you know? uh but uh, comparing to canadian schools i don't think i don't think we have that kind of exposure yeah, sure. uh, you learn a lot like your first year first year, lot, first right? year yeah. out i think um be it in the hospital setting obviously like you said, you guys are dealing with more like extreme sort of extreme, right? Whereas you know, if you're in private practice, maybe you're just like stressing out over like a MOD to start. Exactly right. Oh my god, this oh, is such, there's a bit of blood. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> the patient's on aspirin. Uh, is she going to bleed out? Or? <laughs> Uh, man, that's awesome. And um, so, how long now have you been working in private practice? Like since the residency has been done. So uh, since residency, I actually started working like right in the middle of my residency. So six months in, I was like, hey, you know what? I got to make ends meet. I got to pay my rent. And, uh, you know, this is the only way. This is the easiest way for me and, uh, to transition to private practice. So I've been working for uh, since then. Um, so I graduated in 2016, July. Um, so I, I would say a year and a half. Private practice. And, um, yeah, so what's your, yeah. let's talk about like private practice life for a bit. Um, so, you know, both yeah, of us are sure. pretty green still in that, in that, uh, realm. Um, I just recently, like in, I've just in my 13th month now, so I can't really, uh, say I'm a first year associate anymore, which is weird. So I get used to that. <laughs> now I have some like responsibility. I feel like I'm like, <laughs> like hey, I'm in the first year. I, I don't know how to do this. So. <laughs> now, now I can't say that. So, <laughs> so. In your in your like week like week ideal week of practice like last week for example, sure. Um, sure. just talk me through some of the procedures you do on the regular. Um, some things that you know you still get a little bit nervous about, like you see in your count, like in your schedule for like tomorrow, and you're like, yeah. oh, I got like a endo on like an upper molar that it kind of makes you like yeah. think like it's just like you're not like just kind of like sleepwalking through it. Um, so right, right. talk to me a little bit about those kind of like procedures and like what are you doing in a, in a, on any given week. So um, uh, any any given week, essentially, like uh, there are a lot of endos. Yeah. Uh, so I'm doing at least like three or four wow, endos nice. a week. Yeah, um, yeah and uh, it, like you know, the the only thing that actually helps me out, I'll, we'll get into that later. Like I'm actually teaching at this at the school as yeah. well at Western, so we'll get into that later. Um, but um, so any normal week, usually I like to keep my Thursdays uh, as surgery yeah. days. Uh, so I do surgeries essentially all day. So regardless if it's like wisdom teeth or um, like crazy impactions and uh, my extractions for my orthodontist who's in-house yeah. as well. So that kind of, that day would be dedicated to surgery just because they can take the Friday off and the Saturday, Sunday, recuperate. Yeah. And then uh, Monday they were back. And do you like, um, do you like having it like 
uh, schedule like that. So you're like in that oral surgery, like mindset for the whole day kind of versus like, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. It, it streamlined my life. Like, you know, because I, I know, I know what to stress about. I, I, and I know what not to stress yeah. about, you know, and, 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 and it's like, let's listen, private practice is, is hard for a new graduate or for someone who's just kind of within their first year, like me or whatever, it's, it's hard because you're learning curve. Like I said, it's uh, your experiences that you have in the, within your first year are insane, and and they actually make you, uh, they kind of cater to or they kind of prepare you for the next four years yeah. essentially. You know, so it, it, it it's essential that you kind of get through this um, this process, and and you 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 turn out to be a, a much better yeah. dentist. But yeah, I like to keep it like that. But I don't have like specific endo days. I'll kill myself <laughs> with uh, you know like. Uh, like it kind of mix it yeah. up, you know, like uh, I'll have endo in the morning and then crown prep in somewhere in the afternoon. And all my like fillers are pretty much MLD masters yeah. or whatever, you know, like just stuff like that. But when it comes to like vineyards and stuff, I like, I will dedicate extra time mm-hmm. for them just because I'm like, I'm, I'm not like a hundred, I'm not like, Apple, yeah. so I'm <laughs> never going to be Apple. Right. But it's, it's, it's something that I need some time with, yeah. right? Like to provisionalize and to kind of make my little stance and do my little research and like, you know, kind of do the preps and take impressions. Uh, my impression has a void, for example, that I, like I have that extra. Yeah. I think that's critical. Cause I, I find too, especially with like procedures like this, where we're still like learning, right? Like even like for endo, for example, like, yeah, I can like rush it and like, like you can rush it, you can rush yeah, squeeze it into an hour. But like everything yeah. But I'm like it's when, especially when you're learning it and you're doing it for like the first like ten times, maybe like twenty times. It's mm-hmm. nice to have like a little bit of extra time, so at least the time factor is not an issue. Like you're not like, oh my god, the next patient's waiting. Like, I'm don't like, rush, don't yeah. rush anyone. Like, like, don't rush anyone. Take your time. If uh, the first like when when I was my my first day actually after my residency, I was like booking. For two restos, like one five MOD, one four DO, for mm-hmm. example, uh, I was I was kind of booking like an hour, hour ten, hour fifteen, you know, which is something that you, right now, like we do in like forty minutes, yeah. thirty minutes, you know, like crap done, it's 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 done. But give yourself time. Don't don't rush yourself. Don't rush the patients. It's not fair to them. It's not mm-hmm. fair to you. You know, like because people like if you consider like I'm I'm teaching at a school and people are just doing access openings for yeah. three hours. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so like, and it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's you have okay. To, you have to it's go through it. We all did it. You have to go through it, man. Once you do enough, you will, you will kind of cross a hurdle and uh, it's just become part of you, you know, it becomes second yeah. nature. Once it becomes second nature, then you're, then I'm you're like, I'm cool. thinking back to like my, uh, I'm having like flashback to my first endo in school. And it's like, man, the story, like, so it was, uh, it was a one <laughs> four, like uh, two canals. And yeah. literally it took me like three, three hour appointments. So it took me like almost like, nine hours to get this thing done and i remember and it's i remember okay. uh the honestly we had uh so i'm trying to get my uh working length pa right um yeah. so I'm, I, you have my like by like 10 and 15 files whatever in there and yeah. take a pa and this is uh like it's not digital right so it takes like five minutes like you take the and you have to like put the the x-ray through the developer and then it comes so it's like actual film so I right. took it. I missed the P. I missed one of those. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen uh, <laughs> I missed the apex. I'm like, shoot. Like I do. Oh so I took, no! Take so I take three, and then finally I t- I go back to like adjust something. I come back. I take it. Um, I developed a film. I get the apex, but I realized I took out the files by accident. 
So I was oh like, so I took, I ended up taking like six PAs for this poor, poor woman to like find, make sure I got my work in line. It's like disaster. Dude, it, happens. <laughs> it happens to everyone. It happens to the best yeah. of us. It happens to like everyone across the board. So it's, you're not the only one. I have like, when I, I remember my first end of the, that I did, like in, in private practice, essentially back to yeah. Like it took me years to do that. Like, <laughs> you know, like it, it was, I was like, I was using hand pro tapers yeah. and those things fracture, like even if you breathe yeah. on that, you know, like, um, and, and it was, it was hard. And like, you know, but there is like, once you know how the file works for you, you once you've kind of developed your own system, yeah. because you're using a school system, there are so many things out there what they're not teaching. Like they didn't teach me gutter core at Western, yeah. right? Uh, they taught me down pack and back yeah. uh, with like your master cone and, uh, you know, like with molten gutter perch or whatever. That's not what I'm comfortable with, you know. Like I, I can do it, but I, I'd rather spend five minutes doing a gutter core obturation versus do something which is taking me like uh, 20, 30 additional minutes, you know. Like you know, so you find your, you find, you find what's working for you. You find what you're comfortable with. Uh, take CE, dude. Take what's your, CE. what was your, and that, like you said that earlier too. Like uh, that first year is like critical in like setting you up for like your career, right? Um, yeah. So I, and I, I'd heard that, and like I'd had this in mind. So I'm like, I was really stressed this year. I was like, what if I have like a bad year, and then like my whole career is like gonna be like terrible. Um, so I, I put a lot of pressure on myself to like learn everything. I was like fully into it, right? This whole year. Um, right. So what, like, what uh, after? You've, obviously, like in residency, like you're just getting free CE, like you're doing your IV sedation, um, like you're learning some surgery. Um, mm-hmm. you, yeah, I think you guys like an implant course or something like that too, right? And that kind of like- uh, it's there is there is an affiliated Stroman yeah. course uh, which allows you to place about three or four implants, which is not much, yeah. but uh, it's it's still something, yeah. right? So you do it under supervision, and uh, so yeah. So, so it's, it's not, it's in that much, year, yeah. now that you've been out of uh, the GPR world and in the private world, um, how did you prioritize like what CE you do? And um, like, what have you what have you done so far, basically? So um, CE for me is is like I think all my money that I've spent is on CE. Like uh, whatever I save, whatever yeah. I'm I'm making is essentially goes towards CE. You know, like um, but it, it's like I like to do or I like to focus. So people, uh, let me let me get to this. People like to focus on things that they're never going to use, mm-hmm. right? People love to do all the CE with. Um, uh, like, you know, oh, sleep dentistry and like, you know, uh, learn about REM sleep and stuff. Like how many patients do you walk through your door uh, with, with regards to, you know, like, and, and how many screening process do you have in, in-house to kind of screen them for yeah. uh, any sleep disorders or whatever? Like people are doing uh, all this stuff, like, you know, uh, like, oh, let me do an advanced endo training course which helps me uh help like bypass files and stuff and you know these guys are not even uh, doing like straight of uh, upper central like, or know, something like yeah. upper central yeah. exactly right so it, it's like take ce which is relevant right now right it's right here right now it's not about what you're going to do in the future it's not about what you're uh uh you know potentially going to incorporate in your practice you're still an associate you're still you're still right uh, uh, doing daily procedures, bread and butter procedures, which are gonna actually um, build your um, your clientele and build your uh, repertoire with whatever your patients and stuff. It's 
concentrate on something that you're good at or concentrate uh, on something that you're not so good at, but you're doing yeah. every day, right? Don't spend your money on something which you're never going to do. You're never going to screen patients for it. You're never going to uh, introduce that because your 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 uh, office or your facility does not have those kind of, doesn't have that kind of groundwork to kind of uh, do, for example, IV sedation. Like don't put yourself yeah. into that if, you, if your office is not IV sedation uh, yeah. certified, right? So, uh, it, it doesn't make sense. Like people are like, you know, spending so much money on, Hey, you know what? I'm going to do all these veneer cases and, uh, I'm going to do all this, uh, like, you know, uh, Fallon seminars or whatever, yeah. you know, you know what I mean, yeah. right? Like, like those kind of seminars and they've never, they, they don't do veneers in that yeah. practice. Yes. They want to do it. Yes. They want to learn it, but there's, there's a massive disconnect between what you want to learn versus what you're doing every day, you know? So I take seminars, I take CE, I take all these webinars mm-hmm. or whatever based on stuff that I'm doing. Like I'll do a decent bonding, yeah. right? Like I'll do uh, like for my crowns, for my zirconia, for what materials should I use? How should I temporize my, uh, my crown preps mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, like my endo, like got a core. I took got a core like a couple of uh, months ago with Manfred Friedman. But it, it, you know what I mean? Like, it's like something that I want to kind of implement tomorrow. Yeah, it's not something that I want to yeah. implement. Like, exactly. Practical, practical stuff, which, which makes sense mm-hmm. to you. Invest in that. Yeah, it's not about like, no one's going to teach you how to kind of carve out an MOD beautifully or whatever. No, it's about the, there's so much to mm-hmm. it. There's so much to it. I took um, Lee and Brady. I, I don't know if um, you've heard of her. Dr. Yeah. Lee and Brady. This was at AGD last year. She's, an amazing restorative dentist and I took her course uh, at the AGD and it was amazing just because of the stuff that she kind of um, the, the like something like pre-wedging oh like, man that's changed my life dude it's the best dude, thing ever it's the best thing <laughs> ever like, like rubber damming and then pre-wedging and then your life is like easy <laughs> like I love it man. dude it, it makes life so much simpler yeah. for you you know like there's no nicking off your papilla there's no blood there there's like it's just a plain clear field do you use uh when you're doing like an mod or something or mo um so using sectionals right and um do you so now that i've been pre-white like it was actually funny because you mentioned this like like you do a filling like 10 times a day and you kind of just like get into the routine and you kind of like just do it as like a step so you don't really think and uh, a couple nights ago i was like on youtube and i was like oh let me just uh watch like a video on like sectionals like the not even like a clinical one just like the one from the manufacturer like how to use like the sectionals and they're talking about like how you can like slide the wedge in most of the time with or you can slide the matrix in most of the time with the wedge already in place um and kind of like just snap in and it's like perfect um so do you do you normally do that or you take the wedge like when you pre-wedge you take it out put it in and put it back in or 100 percent. so like i'll i'll uh, I'll take out my pre-wedge. I'll put my mm-hmm. uh, matrix yeah. in. So I only use Triodent. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of it or um, there are people out there who like contact your manufacturer, buy this product. It's going to like, I wish I got some royalties yeah. saying this, <laughs> but uh, dude, that, that product yeah. is amazing. And it, it's, it's helped me out in so many more challenging cases. Uh, it's it's called Triodent, T-R-I-O-D-E-N-T. Um, so they have these perfect wedges. They have, perfect uh, sizes so depending on how uh, your contact is that depending on how you broke your contact uh, versus you didn't break your contact your wedges your so I'll, I'll take out the the wedge I'll put my matrix in put the wedge back the yeah. same wedge essentially so um, so I'm not wasting obviously uh, resources and uh, 
uh, less landfill, I guess. <laughs> the green dentist is good. <laughs> and uh what about uh, okay let's uh we're just like kind of scattering around but it's nice because this is like things that yeah. uh we'll all think about it a day-to-day thing uh practice yeah. right um so you mentioned gutta core um i like it yeah. i like it in the sense that it's like it's easy to obturate like you just kind of and it works well and you always get like a little nice puff as well and you're like feeling good mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. what i don't like about the gutta core system or the um uh what's the other one thermophil um, it's like the, the, uh, yeah, the, the cleanup is like the chambers. Oh, the, the cleanup. cleanup sucks, oh, yeah. Right? How do you, oh, that sucks, how do you, like, sucks, What's your tips? Don't worry. And how do I? <laughs> it sucks yeah. for everyone. So what I do is essentially um, when I pack, when I, when I kind of, so I count to 10 the moment my oven yeah. beeps. So the Betty Crocker yeah, oven yeah. that we have, right? So uh, the, the moment it kind of beeps and the, mo- the, the time that it takes for kind of taking it out and, uh, Placing it into the canal is about yeah. ten seconds. So I actually. Give How do you stay calm? I'm like when like in this time, I'm, man. I'm like <laughs> nervous. Like, I'm like my hands are shaking. I'm like, what if I miss? Because you know, like the gutter core, like crumble. Like kind of like if you miss the if yeah, you like hit the floor. Yeah, you miss it. Like it's, it's game gone. over. Yeah. And like, and then you're yeah, creating waste and so, wasting resources. Like no, for sure, for sure. I get so nervous. Uh, so I'm like, about, I'm like anxious, man. It, like getting it. It's like no, yeah. for sure, for sure. It happens. It happens to all of us, and and there's nothing wrong with that. Gutta core, it was it's it's hard like the 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 way they've kind of manufactured that it's way better than thermophil yeah. is just because it's GP. Um, it can be retrieved yeah retrievability is a big thing in endodontics yeah. now just because we're doing half ass root canals and they, they don't they don't yeah. kind of work uh, but um, like so the gutta core has alpha and beta phase and like that's that's why it was created like that right so the, the uh, essentially the 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 surrounding alpha phase or the beta, I, I'm not too sure, but the, the surrounding gutta core is, is supposed to be molten, but the middle part, which is, I think the beta phase is supposed to be like uh, rigid, yeah. right? So that's actually keeps acting the shape, carrier. Yeah. Yeah, keeps the shape, right? So unless you have straight line access, you're never going to get a perfect mm-hmm. obturation. Unless you have, unless you're like, if you feel that your files are kind of bending, uh, like you're doing all this ninja access and all this conservative access stuff. It, sure, it's going to work for an endodontist, yeah. like you know. But for someone like like me, uh, it doesn't work yeah. for me. I I need to like I need a bigger access. I'm I'm not doing access like yeah. If I need to do an access through a crown or whatever, I need to know where yeah. I am. I need to see the dental map. I need to see uh, how much uh, dental ledges are around my mm. offices and. I need to kind of uh, like take that out of the gates to it and that kind of stuff, right? So unless my files are not going in straight, I'm not, yeah. uh, it's actually I'm not uh, doing, um, uh, putting the gutta core in there. And then, uh, so it, like I, yeah, so I, I, I take it, I take it, yeah. I take it out from the oven. No pressure, man. Uh, yeah. and, then you, and then, so you seed it and then you count like, one, like you count to like three or something as you insert so, it like slowly or like kind of thing? Yeah, so it, it's it's a it's a full count of ten from the oven full to length. the canal uh, to to land, and then I kind of hold it right. So I hold it with my uh, with my finger, or I'll, I'll hold it with the, uh, the the cotton pliers that I'm holding mm-hmm. it with. Uh, I'll hold it there, let it kind of solidify, let it kind of um, you know uh, like yeah. harden, and and I'll leave it there. Once that is done, I can. People say take take a burr. And cut off the top part, or take like you know, take a high speed uh, diamond or something and cut off the top part. I don't feel comfortable because I feel that it can dislodge 
and it, I'm taking on more tooth structure. What if I yeah. like, you know, what if I slip or what if I like, I, I don't want to be taking yeah. on more tooth structure than I have already mm-hmm. taken out. Right. So like, as long as I have straight line access, as long as I'm kind of counting to 10 from, uh, uh, taking it out from the oven to delivery, um, and operation, I'll hold it there. I take my, uh, long, uh, what do you call this? Um, uh, the, uh, spoon yeah. excavator, right? I take this, okay, smart. Uh, the yeah. English spoon yeah. excavator there, right? And I just kind of scoop it out at the, once it's hard, once it's kind of set, I take it out. I, I kind of push the actual, um, stick, which is kind of sticking yeah, yeah. out of the orifice it comes against off the clear. wall. And I just kind of scoop, scoop it off. Yeah. Because that, that's, that's how I've been kind of using it. Uh, okay, and, then, up, and then what about, so if you're saying like you're doing like a molar or something, so it's like, you know, your orifices right. do you put like paper points in the other ones or something so you don't get like gp uh, going in them before you yeah uh sometimes but it's like for example if it's mb1 and mb2 100 i'll put mb2 as like uh, I'll, I'll put a paper point in mm-hmm. mb2 up to mb1 first and then i'll go to, go to take it out and put it in mb2 but um like if it's like very close canals like if it's like mb and then ml yeah. which are like three miles apart uh i, I just kind of uh just do it one at a time yeah that's good i need to yeah i was i was talking i was talking to someone on instagram about this too and they're saying like yeah. yeah they um i think it was daryl turkillis like uh barbells and birds i had him on the podcast earlier yeah so he was saying that he's been going a bit slower as well and it's like helped out with uh less like extrusion at the end as well like less of a yeah. Uh, puff. yeah and i was telling him the same thing i'm like I get like really angsty, like in that, as soon as it comes out of the heater, I'm like nervous to like get it in. You just want to shove it in, like, right? Like, I'm like, like, dude, restrain, yeah, you gotta, right? I get too empty. <laughs> like, I, I love endo, man, but like, I get so stressed. It's like stressful. anything that happens that's like slightly abnormal or like I haven't seen, like my heart's pounding. Right. I'm like, what did I do? Did I like perf? Did I do this? Dude, look at my hair. Just look. <laughs> There's a reason yeah. for that. <laughs> so yeah. no, I man, it, it, I, I completely understand. It's like you know, we're, we're we get antsy and we get like, hey, you know, I want to get ahead of myself and I want like, you know, operate this perfectly. Yeah. And so there, there's nothing, dude. Go slowly, mm-hmm. go slowly. That's that's the beauty about uh, for and that's the beauty about like, it's it, it's it's all about controlling the, the movements and controlling the time uh, that it takes to actually operate yeah. the canal. So. Like you're kind of, sh- if you're shoving it in, maybe you're short, maybe it buckles on you, or maybe it's like, you know, breaks on you, or you're in a different orifice whatsoever. Once you kind of line it perfectly onto the orifice, it's a smooth movement. And let, let the hydraulic pressure act for you. Like don't create hydraulic forces unnecessarily. Let it, let it act. Yeah. Right. So uh, once it molten, once it's kind of molten and, if you shove it in right away, I don't know if you're gonna fill any laterals or not, or give it time to fill any laterals. But I find that like when I when I, when I go slower, I actually uh, I'm able to, uh, you know, yeah, it looks nice, and then you're happy afterwards. <laughs> what's your uh, what's your emotions like from after you operate until you get that PA? Like, are, you like, are you nervous uh, at all at this point, or are you like pretty confident? Oh, uh, I I would say like see the thing is if I'm I, I get more nervous when I see. St- students yeah. fell uh at the school uh but i, I think i'm I, I think i'm over my little hump of um you know like uh operating and getting getting perfect because i only take three pas during my my entire looking process so it's it's master cone or it's master file uh to apex and then the final fit so so, do you, t- uh, so you have like the, the uh, for the gutter you have like the uh, verifiers is that what you, what you use yeah i have, I have the verifiers in in canal and in, in the canal or 
uh, before when I did not use Gutter Corner, I, I used to use yeah. master files or master yeah. phones. So they used to go in there and I used to take a PA and that used to be my reference, yeah, right? Sure. Uh, because there are, in, in school, the way we've been taught is like take about 25 PAs <laughs> for one, uh, one uh, like, you know, lateral incisor or whatever, you know, like it's, it's unnecessary. Yeah. And then, uh, do you take uh, you know, just, often, like what's your trust factor with your Apex locator? Um, like, do you take uh, working, you take working length TAs or you just kind of like, I yeah. don't know. I, I, I take, uh, some like, because my master apical file, uh, radiograph or my size verifier mm -hmm. radiograph will actually show yeah, me the file. The same, prepared or not, yeah. Right. So that's, that's essentially, uh, what I use as a reference, but, um, I use the Coltine whale, whale one. Um, I don't know what it's called. Uh, I think it's apex okay. or something. Uh, but it's 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 uh, it's been super reliable for me. Uh, it's been uh, it's been my workhorse. I used to use the J Maria yeah, one uh, before yeah. that, Root ZX uh, or whatever. But it was like yeah, it was like that big, like and it. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's it's not reliable. Like it, it just doesn't. Um, it's too I, jumpy. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I just yeah, yeah. too jumpy. Yeah, that's cool. And then so. um, what else? Let's talk a bit of uh, crowns. Um, so we had dinner last week. I told you about this uh, crown that I cemented in. And um, yeah, how'd it go? Oh, that was fine. I was I was so stressed for no. I told, <laughs> I, I told the, right? so for the listeners. Like what happened was I um, zirconia crown on like lower first molar four six, and um, I cemented it in. I must have got some bond or something on the on the five like adjacent to it. Now when I seated the crown, I, uh, by the time I went to like foster the contacts, like it hardened a bit. So I think I like, bonded a little bit. I had a bit of bond in there or something, and I couldn't floss through. Couldn't floss through. So I was getting a bit stressed. Um, I put like a wedge in, I tried to use like a soft flex. This is what yeah. we're talking about. Uh, about yeah, I tried to uh, put a, like a run through a soft flex disc to like open the contact. And I, cause I didn't have those little like uh, metal finishing strips, like the serrated ones yeah. to like uh, break the contact breakers. So I got a little bit antsy and I took a mosquito burr and kind of like cleaned up and I, I was worried I took too much off and like left open contact. Um, so the whole week I was stressed. I was telling the Rahul at dinner and, and uh, luckily I saw the patient, uh, for some other crown preps last week. And he's like, no, it's totally fine. I got the floss through and I checked like, it's a light contact to be fair, but like, it's still like a bit of a contact in there. So I was like, I was like, thank God. And he wasn't, he wasn't complaining of any food, yeah. food, uh, food impaction or anything like that. So I was like, yeah. Yeah. unless you, I, I, I just feel that in, in, in practice, unless I'm leaving, excuse me, a contact of about one millimeter, that then I find one millimeter or more, then that's, 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 uh, an mm -hmm. issue. But I feel if the contact's more than about three or four millimeters, there's just food. Your tongue can kind of uh, like kind of just sweep through and take all that, uh, that food out. But if it's like any, anywhere between um, uh, like a 0.5 to one millimeter, that's that's what I find. The annoying uh, that's, yeah. that's like the, yeah, uh, yeah, that's the critical. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I remember that in school. Someone, if it's like a big contact, like. You're doing them more of a disservice, like trying to close it and like being just short. You might as well just leave it open and just. You're having an under, like an uh, like an overhang, not an overhang, but like unsupported filling. Yeah, over, over contoured filling. It's like, is it is it worth it? Like, I, I don't know, man. All right. Yeah. Um, so, last thing I want to sort of uh, touch on with you is because um, I, I I really like the way like you communicate. Like you're very like uh, good speaker and stuff. So I want to see, and this was something that. I haven't really talked to anyone about it on the podcast. I don't think is like the dentist and like staff interaction. Right. Um, cause I'm, I, I remember like when I first graduated and I was working, I wasn't sure like what the etiquette is like, am I supposed to be like friendly, like talking, like 
you know, like, like I talked to my friends or am I supposed to keep that like professional boundary? Like it was like a really like, like yeah. struggle for me to like find like a good balance and stuff. Um, so what's yeah. like, what's your been, uh, what's been your experience? And, um, especially cause we're younger too. Right. So a lot of, like our assistants, maybe like if they're a similar age, they just think they can like, we can be, be like buddies or like, uh, be best friends, which is like, there's nothing wrong against it, but I just wanted to see like what your experience has been, um, with yeah. uh, staff interactions. 100%, 100%. Um, first of all, it depends who it is. Yeah. Right. Like it depends who it is. Like if, if some people, like people are on their uh, power hungry trips or their ego trips or whatever, you're never going to be like one-on-one with them or you're never going to be friendly with them. And uh, people have different personalities. Yeah. Like, you know, people in an educational setting are different from people outside. People outside, like, are, I, I just feel they're, I, I don't know why I shouldn't say this, but anyways, <laughs> I just say this. I just feel people are more approachable yeah. outside. Uh, outside, um, in, like you know, when they're not associated like with academia, an educational yeah. setting, or when, yeah, yeah, they're they're more approachable. They're more uh, um, verbal about their their um, uh, successes and their their downfalls, yeah. essentially. And they're more uh, they you can communicate better with them, and you can like kind of relate to them better you know like because you're you're kind of going through that process yourself yeah. right and they've already been there done that kind of you know screwed up or uh you know buried their face in the pillow kind of thing they've already done that and they were moved past that and they've they've become better dentists than than uh than they were before yeah. right so i i just feel that they're more relatable I, like my surgeon like i i work with christopher lee very very closely he's my he's um he's my surgeon at uh, Crescent Halls, yeah. so I'll, I'll essentially send patients across the city. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like a 40, 50 kilometer drive, uh, drive you know, uh, to, to them, just because I have that much trust yeah. in that guy. And I, and he's, he's treated my wife, he's treated my in-law, yeah. whatever, right? Like, and and I, I just, I just find him to be so approachable and so down to earth and so, uh, so it's it's a humbling experience for me. So I can tell him everything that I uh, I, I need to, or I, if I like, I can relate to him. I can I can speak to him. I can speak my yeah. heart out. Whatever I can I can, and he can kind of help me out out of a tough situation that I've put myself in, or whatever. Right? Yeah. Not the way it's not <laughs> happened yet, but uh, uh, not not asking for it. But uh, you know, it, it, it's it's just that I just feel that some people who are um, Find men like like Dr. Bruce Freeman said, like you know, find mentors. Yeah. Like you don't you don't have to find mentor. You don't have to like have a physical person in front of you who, who's mentoring you or who's looking over your shoulder or who's breathing down yeah. your neck. You know, just go to go to Instagram. Instagram's crazy. Instagram yeah. is my biggest. <laughs> Instagram is my biggest mentor, yeah. man. Like uh, it, the the stuff that I'm learning about or the stuff that I'm seeing and stuff that these guys are posting about, um, uh, like PRF and all this like new. Uh, eight stuff like or with all these, uh, you know, like uh, uh, anterior ramus bone grafts and all this stuff that I'm like following on these. It, it's yeah. insane, right? Like it, it's amazing that how uh, dentistry can just be so uh, like close to you. Yeah. Like it's, you it's, it's essentially yeah. like you don't have to kind of travel the globe or you don't have to kind of take all these C courses all the way in like, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, the Dominican or Italy yeah. or whatever. And like, you don't, you don't have to do that. Like it's, it's, it's on yeah, Instagram. It's Just uh, open up a page and, and you'll learn so much. Like I said, like I told you last week as well, like there's this guy called Abu, Abu Ali, something I'll, I'll message yeah. you later. I'll put it on the, 
podcast, but that guy references so much stuff uh, from the uh, Journal of Anodontics. Yeah. He references, like, he will have, like, um, he will actually type it out or he'll have, like, uh, uh, screenshots off the journal or the results or the conclusions so or good. whatever or the abstract. That's yeah. insane. Like, that's, C, that's free CE for me. I don't need to take CE for, yeah. for anything. Ever, yeah. right That's so awesome. this guy puts stuff up and i uh, learned yeah, i love the community man you like you learn so much um you can post a question people answer uh you can post an x-ray and get opinions from like specialists from around the world like whenever before have we had like such access to it right um dude we're we're yeah, so lucky it's crazy. like we're honestly so lucky like to, to, first of all you you putting out this podcast getting getting people on it like like freeman and like getting the other guys on it like fantastic work and it's just amazing dude. like it's so relatable you know like like we nerded yeah. out today right like it, <laughs> i it, love this is, i want to do this every, i love doing yeah. this like because uh and like like i said uh one of the reasons i wanted to like you know certain people it's like a job for them right like then she's a job and uh they'll go to work and they'll do what they got to do and then they'll come home and then like to have like other passions which is like cool like there's no like nothing against that right yeah, uh, nothing wrong with that yeah. like, at all but uh few people are like wired differently like right? i think you're the same i'm the same a lot of other people that i talk to are the same we're like we like uh, we love it like we're obsessed about it we want to get better um and, like we think about it outside of like we stress out about like open contact for like four days i was literally like, i talked to like 12 people I'm, like, <laughs> like you know what i mean um so it's cool man like i i think there's a there's a space for us to like improve and and collaborate and learn from each other which is awesome 100%, so, man. 100%. Um, and and yeah, like like even the photography, like what the reason that's why that's the next thing we gotta learn. I gotta get better. Was to, like I need to take Agu- Aguilar yeah, course, or whatever yeah. in the, like San like uh, uh, what's his name, um, Jesus Santos yeah. or something. Jesus, yeah, whatever. So we need to take that. Yeah, we'll sort it out. Like those guys, it's just you're more critical of your dentistry. I I, I just feel that like because of photography, you're you can zoom in as much as you like. And look at your margins. Look at your work. Look at your hue. Look at your value. Look at your look at the the color that it's 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 uh, it, it maybe an anterior. Maybe you're doing a single central, which is essentially off the yeah. to do it. But um, uh, uh, I have a good one with that. Like I I you know I, I have my camera. I've been taking some pictures, and uh, I had this patient uh, came in, and he was having like sensitivity after filling, and. Yeah. Um, a little bit bite sensitivity. I was like, what's going on? It wasn't very deep or anything. I was like, it's a bit odd. Uh, so I took the filling out. I was like, well, I'll just redo the filling and we'll, we'll, maybe it's like a bonding right. issue. And right. uh, just for that case, I was just taking pictures just to like, not even to like assess the tooth, but just to like, as I do like for Instagram, just like post some restorative stuff. And then like a couple of weeks later, I was like uploading the pictures from my camera. And I, I on that picture, I kind of zoomed in and I, you can see like a little crack line, like going like down towards like the pulp. And I'm like, man, I bet that's causing the sensitivity. That's essentially so it. Like, right? like, so I, I called the guy. I'm like, listen, I was like looking at some pictures I took that day, and I think there's a bit of a crack in your tooth, and that's what's causing it. So it comes in, it turned yeah. it, it had to be an endo. Like, it was cool. Okay. I was like, I would oh never have caught that. Awesome, like, right? You would never, dude, first invest in a good yeah. camera. Okay. This is for every listener out there, man. Like, whoever's listening to it, invest in a good camera and invest in good yeah. loops. Like, loops are going to set yeah. you like, yeah, it's not about hey, you know what? I have like four hundred thousand, I'm and four hundred thousand in debt or whatever. I don't give a shit. Like honestly, like buy good loops, invest in yeah. good loops. Don't buy the stuff which uh, the people are uh, like the school is kind of 
um, uh, are selling you yeah. essentially. Yo, I'll get a good deal through uh, yeah. whatever. And definitely don't buy it through Amazon. Yeah. Definitely don't buy, buy it through Alibaba like, you know, and like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go out there spend and some money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you guys are smart. You guys are in dental yeah. school. Go research. Uh, like I, I made the biggest, the best investment in my life. I bought these oroscopics yeah. recently, and I can switch from three to five to four to five nice. the times magnification, and and I can like it's it's like I can look at the moon, you know, <laughs> like I can see the craters out yeah. there. Like you know, yeah. honestly, I can. Uh, it's, seriously, it's improved my dentistry. It's made me more critical of my work. It's it's made my dentistry so much better, so much more, um, uh, you know, like seamless. Yeah. You know, because my lab, my my lab guy is my, essentially my best yeah. friend now. Uh, he's uh, he, like you should you should get yeah more. yeah we yeah, we talked about that. I'm yeah. gonna reach out to him. He's, yeah. he he got me in touch yeah, with he's uh, a Dr. Guy, but I don't know. Yeah, if you're, yeah. yeah. he's he's a great guy. Um, For sure. He's uh, so he he's the guy who comes and gives me. Like feedback, positive, negative. I don't care, man. Like, give me feedback. I need it. I I need to be better for you as 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 a lab. I need to be better for my patients. I need to be better for myself. And I think if you can't visualize, yeah, people talk about oh, your back and your neck mm-hmm. and your wrist and your elbow and this. It's about your eyes, man. I feel like it's it's all yeah. about your eyes. If you can't see, you can't yeah. do. Uh, man, I, right? uh, uh, one day, like a few months ago, I forgot my loops. One day, and I had to. I can't Man, I, work. I was like, I couldn't Dude. see anything. I was like, it's, it's dark. <laughs> I felt like I was like, like I'm like, I, it was like the worst day of my life, man. I was like, I can't see anything. The like, chair light is not enough. Like, you, you see know, these old, older dentists and they're like 70 and they don't wear loops ever. I'm like, how do you even like function? Like, how do you do it, man? How do yeah, you do it's it? crazy stuff, man. Oh, awesome, Rahul. Yeah, it's been uh, fantastic. A lot of good stuff. Hopefully we'll do another one uh sometime soon we'll see how you're progressing absolutely um absolutely. and uh yeah I, I think it was a great episode i think a lot of good nerd talk dental talk in there a lot of people will appreciate uh right. and i want to try and do a, a bit more of that uh versus more of the business like i think i veered a bit uh away from it for a little bit um but it's nice i um sometimes i listen to like my first episode that i did like the intro um just to see like what my original like you know like intention was yeah. right and yeah. i want to get back to that yeah. and and grow it that way because I think that's more pure and that's uh, more like who I am and what I, what I want to do. So that's awesome. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, don't, you're you're amazing, man. Like you're you're honestly like so real and uh, uh, you're such a great host, dude. Like seriously, it's it, like the the people out there are actually benefiting from this. Like you know, like I said, in the, uh, like I think in the beginning of the podcast, like people who are just uh, about the business and the entrepreneurs and this and that and. Uh, managing overheads and like yeah it doesn't relate to me man I'm an associate yeah. I don't care yeah. this stuff right like the stuff that you're doing and the stuff that you're putting on there is thank is you fantastic. man I really appreciate so, it thanks again we'll do of it course again soon. thanks for having me I appreciate it take care